0: Grew the value out of reseller program at HubSpot now joined data box, which helps you pull all your data to one place. so You can track performance and get insights all in real time. Right now, doing about 91000 bucks a month in revenue. That's up from 23.4 K per month and sorry, 23,400 bucks per month in 2017, about a year ago. So healthy growth rate there. They raised about 5 million bucks, really 1.1 though, on kind of the new product after the changes in the organization, serving 650 customers, paying 140 bucks a month, 4% gross customer churn per month, 2.5% net revenue churn monthly with his team of 20 people based up there in Boston. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Peter Caputa. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Databox. The company is a monitoring company, uh, basically, sorry, it's a tool to monitor company performance data all in one spot, really on any device. Peter, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. All right. So you emailed me this beautiful email before the show. I know you listened. So like, let's just jump right to it. What's what's revenue today? And then let's go back and get more of the story.
1: Uh, we're doing a little over ninety one thousand MRR.
0: Okay. And what are people paying you for?
1: Uh, you mean how much or? Well, yeah. So tell
0: me more about the product, and then tell me the ARPU.
1: Got it. Um. So. The product allows uh, companies to pull all their performance data in from other tools. So we integrate out of the box with like 60 plus other tools, and then you can also integrate data um, in a variety of other ways. Uh, And Once you get the data in there, they can visualize it, Um, however they choose. Uh, We make it pretty easy to drag and drop or choose templates based on the data sources that you connect so you can get up and running quickly. Uh, and then you can set goals, you can set alerts, there's scorecards, you can, uh, mo- um, so you can get data coming to you, the, the most important metrics. And then also you can put it on any device. So we have a very uh, award-winning mobile device, a uh, mobile app that's on both the stores that, that you can download and, and use to monitor. Uh, we also, you can put data up on TVs as well.
0: And so what are people paying on average per month for this? Uh, 140 bucks a month. Okay, so how many customers are we at today? 650 fifty. Okay. And give me a sense of growth rate. Tending back a year, how much are you doing in a month?
1: Uh twenty-three thousand uh, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're on twenty three thousand MR in at the end of May last year.
0: May twenty seventeen. Scaled nicely, so I'm more than three X that to date. Where's most of the growth come from?
1: Uh organic. Uh just doing a lot of organic um uh, marketing, organic search, organic social um, just a lot of content marketing.
0: And, and so tell me about the team and how many of the team members are focused on those organic channels.
1: We have 20 people total, uh, the majority of the teams in product. Uh, and then we have pretty much, uh, three people in each of sales, marketing, and service a little okay. heavier on the service side, a little lighter on the sales side. So three people in marketing basically.
0: Okay. And what are some of these, you mentioned kind of kind of SEO, some other things. What are, what's the, like the number one organic tactic they're using to drive in new customers?
1: Uh, we do a lot of uh, content sourcing. We do a lot of roundup posts. Uh, we have a lot of uh, agency partners who write guest posts for us. Since we integrate with so many tools, the topics that we can cover are pretty diverse. So like one day we'll write about uh, reducing your bounce rate in Google Analytics. The next we'll talk about the, the new features in Facebook ads that you should be
0: taking. Mm-hmm. Advantage How do you of? get the partner to take the time to write the guest blog post for your blog? That's where a lot of people get stuck in this whole process. They can't convince other people to take the time to write for them.
1: Um, Well, in the beginning, it was a lot of personal relationships. I uh, built the channel program, the agency partner program at HubSpot. uh, And so I tapped a lot of uh, agencies uh, to do that. Um, At this point, we have a pretty refined process, which would take me like 20 minutes to explain. (laughs) But We have people that are constantly reaching out on social. We have a list of past contributors that we ask to contribute to new posts. Uh, We always give a link. Uh, Back to them when they contribute, Uh, and a lot of it is just very short stuff. So we're only asking them to take like five minutes um, to contribute to a post, which then becomes, you know, a post with 50 contributions. I see.
0: I see. And have you have you? This is going to be very meta. Have you written a post on your? post process <laughs> no but i just
1: reported a podcast yesterday with <laughs> for, for the, that uh, i think will get published next month give the, a shout uh,
0: out for that which podcast
1: the entrepreneurs hq
0: okay good uh, we'll, we'll we'll link we'll link to that in the show notes that'll be good cool. all right because i mean that's if you figure out a way to scale that that's fantastic now quickly because you mentioned hubspot when did you leave hubspot uh
1: 2017 so a little a year and almost a half okay about.
0: yeah i mean so you were there for the ride you, you, how early were you there
1: 2007. I was 15th employee. Oh yeah. So, so you saw it oh. all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you a Fun question. Run. I mean, yeah, a lot of people would say when you go through a journey like that, obviously you had equity, you built some, and I'm assuming a nice chunk of wealth for you, for yourself. It's hard for someone that just was made kind of wealthy, right? To then get motivated to jump in and start something new. So d- talk to me emotionally in your brain in 2017, when you left, how did you deal with the extra money and, and keeping yourself balanced?
1: I always had a goal of of making money, like enough money to be comfortable at least. um like I literally wrote in my high school yearbook like that I wanted to make a million dollars by thirty. Uh-huh. I missed it by about ten years, but <laughs> yeah, and I, like so and I didn't make enough from the IPO myself to like retire, yeah, so I needed to do something. um I also. Knew I wanted to do a startup again. I just love the part of the business where you're designing the strategy and figuring it out. And that can still be relatively one person, um, you know, like, and I can stay involved in all that. Whereas with HubSpot, you know, it's thousands of employees now, uh, a lot of decisions were ba- are made and baked. Uh, and I, I didn't have that ability to continue to influence that. So So quickly, I knew I wanted that
0: rush quickly since I, I have you and you're the guy. I mean, what was the number one thing that, I mean, what was the number one leverage point you were able to execute in terms of growing the value added reseller program at HubSpot? That's what you owned, right?
1: Yep. Um, the agencies in like, you know, a decade ago to like five years ago, really struggled, marketing agencies really struggle with cash flow because most of their business was projects, um, web design projects, short-term SEO engagements, et cetera. And so what we did is we figured out that we could teach them to sell a set of services that they deliver on an ongoing basis under a retainer agreement and allowed them to improve their cash flow. And that's really what you know attracted a lot of agencies to the program. Uh, and allowed us to really help a lot of them grow from like guys on the dining room table to multi multimillion dollar agencies.
0: Yeah. Because you really uh, helped and- them with their whole business, right? You put together, here's a template contract to use this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We did everything from like, here's what you should sell and how you should price it to here's exactly the scripts that you should use and your sales calls and the questions you should ask and, and how to deliver it, of course. And yeah, we did a lot of that stuff. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay. So fast forwarding again, back to DataBox now. So it was 2017 year one.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, the company was founded actually in uh, twenty, late 2014, 2015, early 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, they raised $3.8 million. Um, a CEO, Another CEO joined about that time. Um, they were trying to sell to the enterprise. It didn't work. Um, you know, The CEO actually went back to the investors and said, take your money back. I don't know if we can make this work. But the founder, who's his third time around, um, basically, took you know, basically said no, we're not doing that. They pivoted more towards a self-service model away from enterprise and started started basically marketing to the SMB. Um, and that's around the time when we met.
0: Well, okay, so what happened there? Did you buy the whole company and keep that one founder, or what'd you do?
1: No, no, we kept the whole team that was re- that remained that the, the previous founder had gotten rid of uh, the go-to market team, basically, um, parted ways to the, go- with the go-to market team, which is all in the U S but the majority of the product and customer support team, which was in Slovenia, um, was retained. And so I joined, you know, it was like 12 people on the team. Um, and they were all, they're all amazing. They're all still with.
0: Us. But are you, I mean, if I look at the cap table, is it very clear that you're like a co-founder 20, 30%? Like, did, did you get a big stake in it or, or I, I don't understand. Are you like a hired CEO sure. or? I, uh, no, I got a stake. Okay. A steak. Okay. Good. I was about to say a guy like you, you can pretty much do anything after HubSpot. You know, you, you might as well go do something you own a big chunk of that. You also think could be a really big pie.
1: Yeah. I, I probably could. Now that you say it, I probably could have negotiated for more, but, well, but I'm happy. Know,
0: it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. As long as you're happy, right. Cause look, the difference between two or three percentage points long-term doesn't yes. really matter. Right. Okay, good. Uh, so 3.8 raised today. That's all.
1: Uh, I raised the one, I raised 1.1 $1. 1 million on a convertible note when I joined a bunch of the HubSpot executives, um, put in amounts, uh, one of the existing investors put more in, uh, and then I got two other, uh, funds to put some money in.
0: Okay. So call it kind of four, nine, five million all in. Yeah. 4.8. Yeah. Uh, is, is David canceled being too aggressive? Has he raised too much money? <laughs>
1: um, you guys must text he's message. He's you guys must text it message about this. Sit, sitting on it. Uh, yeah, I've gone the opposite way, right? Um, Although, you know, he's got an amazing traction with that viral and freemium model. So I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know how his metrics,
0: so I don't know. That's funny. But, uh, you guys stay know. in touch? Do sure all the XM, X HubSpotters stay in touch?
1: A lot of, yeah, a lot of us do. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of the X HubSpotters invested in DataBox. So keep in touch and, you know, hang out with them once in a while. Uh, I see cancel quite a bit. Uh, we, you know, we go over there once in a while. Are you to, in Boston? Yeah. Yeah. We're based in Cambridge. Yep.
0: Got it. Very cool. Uh, let's talk about churn real quick. So walk me through your churn. What's it today and how do you manage it?
1: Churn's too high from where I want it to be. It's, uh, uh, four to 5% this month. It's a little right, right, right below 4% on the, uh, customer churn number. Our revenue churn number hovers between two and 3%. So
0: okay. M- monthly. Monthly. yes. Okay. And that 2.5 revenue churn, is that net or gross? uh,
1: uh Walk me through what you mean by that. So, Sorry. do you
0: include expansion revenue back on that?
1: I do. I'm including the expansion so revenue. So, that's net.
0: Yeah. So, that's, you lose, I'm going to make this up, you lose 5%, but you yep. gain, you know, 2.5% back. Exactly. So, yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Two for uh, net revenue turn. Good. And, and walk me through, I mean, is expansion revenue uh, like a critical growth driver for you right now, or is it really just get more subs in the door?
1: Um, no, it's still more of a get more subs in the door. Um, approach. I think that's where we're getting the ma- that is that is where we're getting the majority of our revenue. We have a pricing model that scales with usage, and so a lot of and we have a free version that's pretty generous. A lot of people start with the free version. Um, they kind of continue testing and building out with their dashboards on the platform, and they might hit a hit a. Limit. They'll upgrade to the basic, and then maybe a few months later they'll upgrade to our Plus plan or something like that. So, and then we also with agencies. I have expansion where they're adding new clients uh, to to the
0: platform. Got it. Walk me through. Okay, so so that's helpful to understand uh, with that churn number in mind. What do you assume kind of lifetime value is, and how do you keep yourself honest about that number because it can get crazy quick?
1: Yeah. The um, so based on that churn number and my. ASP uh, lifetime value right around a little bit lower than 4k.
0: Yeah. And you gave me the math on this. I think you're taking 140 bucks a month times your gross margin of 70%. By the way, why is your gross margin so low? Most SaaS companies like 85, 86%. Where's your, why do you have more costs there? Um,
1: I added all of my um, support costs in there ah, because okay. because we don't charge for any services right now. At some point we will. I just hired a director of customer success. So starting to shift a little more focus there, but, but I included all my, I have basically three or four heads there.
0: That uh, makes sense. That's good. Okay. So that's a, that's an aggressive gross margin in terms of you being very conservative, which is good. So 140 bucks ASP divided by 2.5% monthly churn gives you kind of lifetime value in terms of dollars. And then you multiply times 0. 0.7 gross margin to get about 3,900 bucks in LTV. That's right. And what do you, what's your CAC right now?
1: It's pretty low. So it's basically just, uh, my marketing team of three people. We don't sp- we don't spend anything on paid. Uh, my biggest expense was a thousand bucks on t-shirts. So, <laughs> um, uh, so our, our CAC, I have around 315 bucks three hundred twelve 12 bucks, um, per customer so we're adding about 80 to a hundred customers a month.
0: And payback period is what, about two, three months it looks like. Yeah. It's, it's quick, right. Two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are you generally getting more aggressive with that or less aggressive?
1: I'm kind of status quo right now. Um, you know, we raised a bit of money. There was a little bit of money left over from the previous round, but I'm actually shooting for cash flow break-even here in Q3. Oh, great. Um, and so I'm, I'm not I'm not accelerating too much. It's kind of, I want to get my... I got my marketing processes in place. I got most of my sales processes in place. Now we're getting more of our customer success processes in place. And then um, I'm hoping I can reduce that that customer churn number further uh and raise a raise a large round
0: yeah i was gonna say it sounds like you're, you're building more leverage for yourself get to profitability and then go raise so that no one can have you by the balls right exactly yeah, yeah very good said right? very eloquently right by your ceiling <laughs> uh <laughs> less salutive. yeah now let me ask you a question if you had the option to raise debt capital let's say you want to raise three million bucks versus you know three million in equity we, i mean mm-hmm. have you considered debt capital before
1: uh i haven't i'm not the best on the financial side of stuff um I don't know what the benefit to that would be.
0: Just non-dil- sure. non-dilutive, basically, right? It's, it's dead, it. but no personal so guarantees. Literally,
1: literally, get a loan. Um, I ha- we hadn't thought about it uh, at this point. Uh, my ambition is to build a... Of, like similar to HubSpot, I I build a very big business in the SMB market. Uh, I'm, keep, I'm purposely keeping my CAC low for that reason, my price low for that reason.
0: Who the hell uh, wakes up and says, I want to build a huge business and the highest churn cohort of businesses possible? It's just you're setting your, you're, you're signing up for hell.
1: No, I'm passionate about it. It's like, that's my roots. I got <laughs> uncles that run small businesses. What do they do? Uh, I, what's that? What do they do? You know, plumbing, construction, you know, Automotive, like a lot of consumer stuff. I got like an uncle that sells medical equipment. Uh, I just, I, I'm passionate about that. I, I love working with SMBs. They don't, uh, there's no bullshit, there's no bureaucracy. Um, you know, it's dollars and cents. Uh, and like I, I, I started my first business, you know, a few years out of college and, you know, worked with a lot of SMBs, helping them do their marketing. And uh, so I don't know, just passionate about it. I like it. I, hate, I hate the bureaucracy of big companies. And, You
0: know, kissing ass. Is that is that is that what made you kind of pop out of HubSpot? It was too big at that point.
1: Yeah, I think part. Yeah, part of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, very good. Let's wrap up here uh, with the uh, with the famous five, Peter. Number one. What's your favorite business book? My
1: favorite business book, probably uh, Baseline Selling by Dave Carlin.
0: Baseline Selling. Actually, real quick, before I go to number two, people always ask me, Nathan, why do CEOs come on your show and like they're so cool, sharing numbers and stuff? And I go, you know what? Honestly, I don't know. Sometimes you're a guy. You listen to this show, right? Yeah, yeah, because you you email me ahead of time. Tell tell me the psychology. Why does a guy like you come on the show, and you're totally cool being so transparent?
1: Uh, I why not? Like I've learned a lot from other people being transparent. Um, I'm proud of what the team has done so far. There's no reason to hide it. Uh, I don't see any reason that keeping it secret. I've always found that the more I share, the the more people care about what I'm doing. Yeah, Um, I didn't mean to make
0: that rhyme, but it did. Peter, the answer I wanted to hear was that I'm very charming. I beat the hell out of people. They have to give it to me. But you gave me none of that. You gave me none of that. Well,
1: I've listened to some of your things. I can't believe people come on to this call like, expecting to avoid yeah. uh, telling you like their chair number. That's like, like what like, I do. Why would you join?
0: Yeah. I'm like, you're an idiot for not managing your time. Anytime you're going to commit 30 minutes to something, you should research what you're getting into, right? Yeah. All right, Peter. Number, uh, number two, who's your CEO you're following or studying right now?
1: Uh, I I enjoy what Cancel is doing. Since you mentioned him, I think uh, he's uh, he's built uh, an impressive product organization, and he's slapped on a uh, a marketing uh, organization that's getting the message out. Um, so I think what he's doing there. You know, I I owe a debt of gratitude to Brian Halligan. Um, I learned, even though I gave him a lot of crap while I was there, and and uh, he wasn't always easy on me. I learned a whole hell of a lot of things, and now that I'm in his more in his shoes. Um, as a CEO, like I, I really appreciate what I learned there. Three. What's your favorite
0: online tool for building your business? Online tool for building my business.
1: Uh, I, we couldn't do without Asana, uh, the project management tool. Um, I'm a big fan of being transparent up and down the organization, uh, and even external, as we ta- as we, as we just talked about. And so Asana gives us the abilities for everybody, the newest employee, me, uh, any of the managers to see what's going on in the organization and, and be aware of, of interdependencies and, and all that.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night?
1: I am a solid eight to nine hour sleeper. That's great,
0: I love that. I my yeah, what's The only a... thing that really cuts into it is if I get
1: hooked on a, a Netflix show at like nine o'clock and I can't stop watching What's the last one you got hooked on? Uh black lightning right now. Yeah.
0: All right. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids?
1: I am married uh thirteen years now, I believe. Congrats. And 10 year kids? old? 10 year old boy.
0: All right. And how old are you? Forty one. Forty one. Last question, Peter. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: Uh SAS economics. I started a SAS business back then and like there wasn't really a word SAS. <laughs> <laughs> it, it meant, you know, being sassy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I wish I understood the fundamentals and the dynamics of it and, and the importance of focus on processes and efficiency and and just the levers that that drive growth,
0: guys. There you have it. From Peter grew the value out of reseller program at HubSpot. Now joined DataBox, which helps you pull all your data to one place. so You can track performance and get insights all in real time. Right now, doing about ninety-one thousand bucks a month in revenue. That's up from twenty-three point four uh, k per month in uh, sorry twenty-three thousand four hundred bucks uh, per month in twenty seventeen about a year ago. So healthy growth rate there. They raised about five million bucks. Really one point one though on uh, kind of the new product after the the changes in the organization. Serving six hundred fifty customers, paying one hundred forty bucks a month, four percent gross customer churn per month, 2.5% net revenue churn monthly with his team of 20 people based up there in Boston. Peter, thank you for taking us to the top.
1: No, it was fun. Thanks, Nathan.